We're all about strengthening women's personal lives. Welcome to Elevate Women with Aisha Skygates. I am never going to tire of saying you have the right to your own personal happiness. And I'm going to keep saying it until every woman has heard it and every woman is living it. So say it with me, listeners. I have a right to my own personal happiness. Yes, you do. I'm Aisha, author, coach, counselor, and I'm the founder of Elevate Women Collaborative. This is the Elevate Women podcast, where we talk real stuff about our lives as women, but particularly about how reclaiming personal happiness as a priority realigns everything, including our families and our communities for the better. Today, I am so honored to welcome my guest, Jadita Karanja, product and digital marketer with over 15 years of experience, social and content strategist for small nonprofits and businesses that tackle the needs of women and girls. She's the founder of Gap Muse, a personal lifestyle blog with a mission to educate, inspire, and empower women. Judita has a Facebook community for women called Gap Muse Women, and I recommend her podcast. It's called Her Canvas, and it has a mission to help women find the inspiration to live their best lives. Jadita, thank you for coming. Is there anything you'd like to add to my introduction about (laughs) your projects and your business? You do so much good work to benefit the lives of women. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be on your show. And thank you for that wonderful introduction. You pretty much covered everything in terms of, you know, what I'm doing with my advocacy for women and girls. Mm -hmm. Um, What I would add is that You know, I started the blog first, and then after doing the blog for a few years, I thought, well, maybe I need to start a community where, you know, women could get together and connect and collaborate and engage all in the spirit of sisterhood. And because of that, I started the Facebook community, Gap News Women. And then as that group grew and we were getting a lot of engagement, I thought, what if I could have a platform where we could actually hear the voices of these women talking about the stories and issues that matter to them, you know, talking about how to gain financial independence and how to live in a more equitable society and how to make better lifestyle choices and all of those things. And that's how my podcast idea came along, or Canvas podcast came along. So I like that. um, That's the journey. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I think we help each other to Mm -hmm. stand a little taller when we share our life stories. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you, where do you think your ideas about womanhood and the role of women came from? I would say from two very important women in my life, my mom and my eldest sister. They are both strong, resilient, and compassionate women. And They have always believed a woman must always be able to take care of herself, whether she's in a relationship or not, and must always have a backup plan. 
they also believe in the power of sisterhood and pulling our resources together as women to uplift each other, our families and our communities. So to me, they were the epitome of what a powerful woman. I remember, I tell this quick little story. I was in awe of my older sister. You know, she's a, a little bit older than me, quite a, quite a bit older than me. And I remember in the 70s, that she had a, I just remember her having a really well-paying job, having her own car, having her own place, having her own investments. And I kept thinking to myself, I want to be that when I grow up. <laughs> and you can imagine in those days, I mean, we still live in a patriarchy, but in those days, it's even more amplified. So to me, seeing that, I always thought, that's the woman I want to be. Yes, that's saying a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you to kind of think deep about enculturation, what I call female enculturation. Mm-hmm. And can you think of any ideas or ways of being that you personally have challenged in order to bring about your own growth? Yeah. You know, some of the questions that I have asked myself, I think the first question is, are we only nurturers? You know, growing up, you know, you're, you just have, it's ingrained in you that you take care of people, you take care, you're a caretaker, right? You play these multiple roles as you take care of your parents, you take care of your mother, you take care of your children, you take care of your partners. Can I do all of that and still maintain a sense of self? and who I am. You know, after I had children, I asked, is there a life outside of my children? Am I even allowed to have a life outside of my children? (laughs) You know, and then also, can I pursue my dreams and what I am passionate about um, without any judgment or guilt? So those are some of the, I believe, ideas that I've had. They are born out of you know, being a woman and having all of these cultural things ingrained, you know, but refusing (laughs) to accept that that's the way my life should be and asking all of these questions. Wow, that's a good assessment. And thank you. How are your uh, life choices, would you say, different from the women who came before you, your relatives before you? You know, I believe because I had such, a, such powerful women role models, but who were in this patriarchal, you know, society and maybe did not have the opportunities that I was going to have. They encouraged me to see myself in a different place. So, for instance, I was the first to actually go to college. And that was huge because then it paved the way for my younger sister and for my nieces and for my nephews, because now they had someone to look up to to say, oh, she did that. I can do that, too, especially for the girls. Mm -hmm. And then embracing I'm a mom now and I have embraced motherhood, but I have made a conscious effort not to lose Judita. But I, I'm like, I'm even though I'm a mom, I'm still Jadida. And Jadida has things that she always loved and she enjoys doing and she has dreams and she has aspirations. And there's no reason why I shouldn't go for them just because I'm a mom. It's a great role, but there's also me. <laughs> so I make time for myself and I ensure that my loved ones, including my children, respect that time and that they know that it's not that I don't care about them during that time. It's just that I need that time to, you know, to grow and to reset and to get back to me. 
And then I also pursue the things that I'm passionate about by allocating a few minutes every day. I have what I call my 30-minute rule, where in the weekdays, I make sure I dedicate at least 30 minutes thinking about that thing that I'm most passionate about. And for me, it's advocacy for women and girls. That's how I started the blog, 30 minutes a day. <laughs> uh, that's how I started the Facebook community. That's how I started my Her Canvas podcast. During the weekday, because I'm working and I have children, I'm very busy, but I can spare 30 minutes for that. And that gives me fuel. And on the weekends, I can dedicate a little bit more time, right? Two to three hours on the weekends. It doesn't sound like much, but in the aggregate, you can accomplish a lot. It may not be quick. I don't get instant gratification. It takes a while <laughs> to actually achieve what you want. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it's better than waiting until my kids are grown, waiting until, I don't know, someone goes to college. As women, we're always putting our lives on hold for someone else. Yes. And why should we? <laughs> it might be difficult for us to achieve what we want to. It might take a while. It might take patience, but we should not put our lives on hold for other people. Well, that relates very strongly to Elevate Women's mantra of, I have the right to my own personal happiness. Indeed, mm -hmm. uh, I, I think what I'm hearing in what you're saying, I heard self-assessment as a positive tool. Mm -hmm. I heard self-care. I heard prioritizing personal happiness and I heard positive self-talk mm -hmm. about who you are. I bet that happens more than just once in a great while. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, well, that, <laughs> and that by doing this prioritizing of your personal happiness, you gain power. Did I understand that? Absolutely. Absolutely. More power than you can imagine and fuel. <laughs> Fuel, yes, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that then your children benefit from. Absolutely. And it's interesting because sometimes when I don't have time to do the things that I love to do, they notice. And one time my daughter said, Mom, have you done yoga this week? And I was like, no. <laughs> and then she said, oh, maybe you should do some. And I said, why do you say that? And she said, because you've been a little bit edgy. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh, I don't hear that often. <laughs> oh, and I thought, oh, that's interesting. And it was true. And basically what she was saying is probably I had a short fuse. Mm -hmm. That's <laughs> that a way of saying And it. that's what happened. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's what happens sometimes when you don't give yourself that self-care. Sure. Uh, so mm -hmm. do you have an opinion about where do you feel that women stand relative to prioritizing their personal happiness? You know, I feel that it's hard for women to prioritize their personal happiness. And I believe that we still, women still have a ways to go with fully prioritizing happiness. And I Part of that challenge is the narrative, again, like I said before, that we're the primary caretakers. So we, we're spending a lot of time taking care of others, whether it's our parents, children, community. So you're like, okay, where is the time even to prioritize myself? You know, And then also we're still grappling with the issues of inequality and abuse and financial insecurity. You know, yeah. So when you're dealing with these types of challenges, it's very difficult to be like, oh my gosh, let me prioritize myself because you're anxious 
you have anxiety caused by the feelings of insecurity and instability in your life, right? Yes. And then the third thing I would say is, or the final thing is, you know, society has a way of making us as women feel guilty when we prioritize ourselves, right? You hear women asked questions that would never be asked of men, such as who's taking care of the kids? You know, like when you're out there, it's like, <laughs> you know, they're, know why that. are you asking me that question? Mm-hmm. Or how do you juggle work and family? Mm-hmm. You know, how do you achieve work-life balance? Subconsciously, these questions make us feel like we're giving up something, you know, either our work or families when we decide to do something for ourselves. Yes. So I think women have a long way, we have a long way to go to fully be able to prioritize ourselves because we have to deal with these things first. We have to be okay with prioritizing ourselves. We have to be financially secure and, and in safe environments. And we have to not be the caretakers all the time, the be all and all to be able to fully prioritize ourselves. I like that idea. You know, I love having conversations about the empowerment of women. And I certainly enjoyed hearing your thoughts today. Thank Uh you. Thank you for allowing me to come on your show and talk about it. I love talking about (laughs) empowering women too. Sure. Also, the bonus for me is that I got to learn a bit more about you and your life. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Listeners, to learn more about my guests' amazing work that benefits women and girls, go to Gap Muse Women on Facebook. Also, you can find all of her business and podcast links in our show notes. To learn more about Elevate Women Collaborative and to get involved with a loving, supportive women's community, go to Elevate Women. Women is W-O-M-X-N, elevatewomen.com. You'll see information about our webinar in personal life leadership, our monthly women's meetup, our blog, and you can sign up for our newsletter. Subscribe and keep listening to Elevate Women with Aisha Skygates.